Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. We've just finished recording. A hurried end. Uh, we almost run out of time because we spent too much time at the start before mm. the news. That was the longest pre-credits intro <laughs> I think we've ever done. Um, but, uh, it's a good show, lots of varied content. Um, I was unable to actually show you the... Um, the ROG ally in its glory on the show, Steve. Mm. I called it. I called it a rog ally this morning, and um, some some youngsters went rog rog. It's ROG. Oh. So um, that, I mean that that really does prove I can't be in the club. Um, but the case arrived this morning, and um, so I've been sort of. Uh, so this is the new handheld PC that came out last week. Um, beautiful piece of kit, uh, which has been thoroughly unprotected since then. Since the case mm. arrived. I, um, as you may remember, I'd, 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 I'd prepped. I'd got everything ready. I'd bought a new hard drive ready to, to replace it with. I bought some screen protectors from Amazon, two tempered glass screens for eight ninety nine. Uh, they were here before the machine was. Don't ever do that, Steve. Don't ever be so stupid because it turns out that the screen protectors that they send you when they're sending you in advance of a machine being released are not screen mm. protectors for the uh, machine that they, they sold you <laughs> on. And, and you think... Oh, okay. I'll just get my nine pounds back. But then you go, well, yeah. that means I've got to go and I've yeah. got to go. So I, I left a one star review, Steve, on Amazon. Um, mm. That's me, a Kindle customer, um, as I'm billed publicly. I don't know why. I'm quite happy for my name to go on it. And then um, it, took them a, it took them a day to approve the review. And then I got a note saying it was live. And then there were four others going, don't buy this. Anyway, look. Uh, so I arrived in this case. I bought the official case, which again, some of the. Uh, the ROG ally community on Reddit have been com- have been complaining about. Mm-hmm. That looks nice though, doesn't it? But look at this around the nice. side. I mean, it's all a bit gamery, isn't it? It says in big yeah. letters, Republic of Gamers. Gamers. I said to Kate um, when I opened it, uh, when, we, when we got back this afternoon, she said, I didn't know you joined the Republic of Gamers. <laughs> I said, well, I did. I, I did got a passport. I did actually Everything. in 2020 is when I joined the Republic of Gamers. And anyway, I'm a fully fledged member now mm. um so yes uh i'm enjoying it a lot well i'm really glad it is working out for it what's the uh, out for you what's the battery life like oh well, i've not well, as with all of these things i've not played it long enough to run out of battery yet but um hmm. yeah it gives you the flexibility to choose do you want do you want more fps's um mm. yeah it's i mean there, there is a lot of tinkering to be done, and I, I definitely haven't finished the tinkering yet. The um, and, and often with uh, Windows-based 
machines, you 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 end up sort of um, uh, cheesing your way through stuff. Uh, I started playing Jedi um, Survivor on it, which doesn't run on the Steam Deck, I believe, or if it does, it it doesn't run, you know, like a handful of frames a second on it. So I got I loaded it up and started playing it just to just to see, and and absolutely, I finished um, like very happily finished the, the opening uh, level so played for maybe 40 50 minutes uh, you get into a cutscene, crashes okay mm. um uh okay try that again try that again try different settings crash 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 anyway what i've ended up doing steve is um uh, because the way that steam syncs load up the old save game on my pc get past the cutscene on my gaming pc <laughs> sync it again and then you can carry on playing happily on the ally Oh, wow, the concessions we—it is oh, so convenient, <laughs> so convenient. So you know, if you are going to get this, just have make sure you've got a backup PC uh, in order in order to enjoy. It. Uh, talking of which, do you see that The Last of Us got verified this week? Seen verified? Neil Druckmann, I, I take that. back everything I've said about you. <laughs> it's a bit late though. I've moved on. Sold my Steam Deck. Mm. Uh, there we go. Um, any other business, Steve? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of other business. It was a very other businessy show was, today, but it was fun. There was no other news, unfortunately. There was, <laughs> there was not. There was not, but it was good. I enjoyed it, and I'm excited about um, whenever I get to talk to you next week. Yes, well, let's work out when that's going to be. Uh, and mm. uh, yeah, look forward to that. But be- between now and then, uh, you've got everyone listening has got this to enjoy. Please do. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm all right. Steve, how are you? I am... Ugh, I don't know. I'm okay generally, but very specifically, uh, my daughter has an ear infection. Um, so she's been off to get antibiotics today and I've got a bit of a sore throat. I feel something coming on as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. But forgive me if my voice goes at some point during the show. Also, I just got back from the cricket today Went to the Oval. Not the, not, not the cricket. Is the cricket for me? <laughs> it's a good question, actually, Simon. Hmm. You are, are you a club or country man? I don't mean for cricket or football or whatever. Uh, well, uh, football club, mm-hmm. uh, cricket, country. Really? Okay. Hmm. So if it came down to favourite... Oh, yeah, you don't really follow club cricket, do you? But if it came no. down to following a Queen's Park Rangers... Uh, wanting team. a Queen's Park Rangers victory or a uh, an England football victory, you would prefer QPR? I would. Although that said, um, I've been really enjoying these weekends where we've not been playing football. Mm. It's, just, you know, <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Fi- yeah, it's just, you know, it's been less depressing. Um mm. 
You know, and it's great because the, the fixtures haven't been announced yet either, so you can't so even look at those. And go, it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly how I felt. I think I said this on the show, but I I, I felt after watching Stockport lose at Wembley was I'd had a, you know, a few days, nice time at the cricket watching Surrey and Surrey are a dominant force in county cricket and destroyed the opposition. Uh, this week, Simon, they did their biggest ever chase, uh, 501, to beat Essex in the fourth innings. It was incredible. That is loads. It was loads, loads, loads. Um, and you know what? I would have been fine if they'd lost as well, because it doesn't... I really enjoy going to watch cricket, but it isn't the same for me. Like, as in, it doesn't matter about the result, as long as you see something good happen. Now, today, uh, went to watch cricket, had quite a nice time, and Surrey got destroyed uh, they hmm. were a massive defeat in the T20. Um, and I feel fine, absolutely fine about it. But if it's football, I don't feel fine if the result goes I, um, against you. I took the day off on Friday, went down the uh, went down the pub to watch the uh, the first day of the first Ashes test. Nice. It's good, uh, very, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Moved, moved around a few pubs. Um, we ended up in a, in a sports bar uh, for the afternoon session. And um, at one point, a man walked past the pub. He stuck his head in. He looked at the TV to see what the <laughs> score was. And then he just sort of shouted to the pub about what the England team should be doing. Now. <laughs> and um, like no one asked for his opinion. Mm. Uh, no one was, uh, uh, you know, I've got no idea who he was. I don't know whether he's trustworthy. And I thought that's what they must have done before social media, mm. isn't it? Just walk around shouting at people and then moving on. Everyone needs a release, don't they? And we are grateful that Twitter exists so that, uh, if only so that it takes some of that pressure off. People like you are just trying to ha- enjoy a drink in a pub. They don't need that input, do they? You've got your own thoughts on whether uh, we should have declared. You should have caught it. <laughs> um <laughs> I do wonder, like, like we are a video game radio show, um, and uh, we do talk about video games a bit. We will be doing that for the next 50 or so minutes. Uh, but whether there is a reason that this is relevant to video games, because oftentimes when I'm playing games with my daughter, I, I say, you know, she, we've been playing Mario Tennis. She got very sad the other day because we were playing cooperatively and the other team beat us. And I said, Alice, it's about the journey. The joy of a game is about the journey, and it's not just about the result. Now, for me, in football, it kind of is. I can appreciate I watched Manchester City play in the Champions League final, and I could not have cared less who won. And it was enjoyable to watch because of that. Like, But when I'm watching my own team, I only care about the result. It's There's there's no pleasure there. And I don't know, Like for me, video games occupy that some of that space sometimes. It's about just beating it. And sometimes it is about the journey. It is about enjoying it, as it is for Zelda at the moment for me. Just plodding through a game for the pleasure of meandering around and unlocking shrines, and I could not care less whether I end up saving the world or not. We had an incident at our house a couple of weeks ago uh, where Ramona had a friend round. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not sure what Alice is like at the moment, but Ramona very much wants to do um, what she can see directly in front of her so she's sort of going out to go oh i, I want to do this i want to play lego i want to do this and that. so yeah. she, she, her eyes landed on the switch and she said um i want to play mario kart i said okay so i set it up for her and her buddy put them on the 50 cc let them choose a course off they went ramona came first in the first race and she was mm-hmm. super happy with that 
then it all went wrong, didn't it? So <laughs> she she then didn't come first mm. for the remaining races. Um, stormed out of the room uh, and went upstairs and um, insisted that the that the error was because um, her friend had picked the wrong stupid courses <laughs> and that uh, she asked for her friend to leave the house, go home, go back to your house now. Mm. So, you know, she's young, obviously, you know, uh, emotions run high and, and, and they really do want to be the best and win at everything that they do. So uh, we got over that, but this prompted me to invent a new form of Mario Kart. Okay. Uh, so... When I've been playing it with her subsequently, um, we play Mario Kart in two-player, and my objective is to mm. make her win. Ah. It's, and it's a really good way of playing Mario Kart. And do you let her know that that's no. your pure... No. Right, okay. No. All right, all right, no. All right. So she's racing away. I'm sort of hanging back a bit, but mm-hmm. taking out people who might be taking her out. Or if she falls behind, I race ahead, mm-hmm. take those out and sort of encourage yeah. her. Now, I haven't been able to do it successfully in every race, but uh, it really does You're make a bodyguard. playing good. with, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously uh, Mario Kart has uh, many of these um, um, assists uh, that enable her to have a good time. But, you know, they're very easily beaten, aren't they, children at this age? Whereas this way now, I don't want to win. I want her to win. And it's uh, turned it into a team sport. Uh, I was on the, good. on the way home from nursery the other day. Uh, and I, I am worried about this streak analysis that is competitive and only cares about the result, right? And yeah. she's, she's even turned the journey home from nursery. It's always got to be, I've, you know, I've got to win. I've got to be the first home. Sorry, she has to, right? So... Um, I'm not allowed to go in front of her at all, like because I want to be the first time. I want to be the first time. I think I'm. Did I mention on the show the other day that I caught her rolling a? She we were playing a board game. She rolled a dice. She got three, and then uh, she picked up the dice again. Said, "I don't want that. I want a six. <laughs> and I, I said, "That's not how games work." And she said, "Well, Mummy lets me." Ooh. <laughs> looked at I looked at Mummy and Mummy said, Look, it's seven AM when we play this game normally. What am I meant to do? Like right. well, you're meant to obey the rules of the game. Anyway, we were walking home the other day and I saw, I was like, How am I going to how do how can I stop this always being competitive thing? And also always being about number one, always being about the first So I said, Alice, there's new rule today. The government have just put out a notice that there's new rule in the coming home from school. Uh, competition, the person who person who comes second is actually the winner. Oh, have they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and as it's a, like a lot that the government does, it turns out it's a <laughs> it's idiotic because what it meant was we just ended up standing there because <laughs> uh, wow. yeah she didn't want to she didn't want to move again so that was disastrous. Anyway, um, I'm a game designer. So is Simon, evidently. Uh, and we're a video game radio show. We're going to be doing the news as hosted by our AI bot, Charles Bot. That's going to come up in a couple of minutes. Uh, probably less than that. We've got the review section at the end of the show. How- Simon, have you got your new toy? I do have my new toy, Steve, yeah. So excited to find out what's going on with that. Um, mm. And we don't have a guest today, uh, but we do have a letter, a verified letter. At least one, maybe one. We'll see. Do you have any other business, Simon? I don't think so at the moment, Steve. All right, it's time for the news.
Me, Charles, but 1.0. Sony has announced plans to roll out cloud streaming for PlayStation 5 games. This feature will be available for PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers and will include various PS5 games. Sony is continuing development to allow for PS3, PS4 and classic games to be streamed cloud as well, so you can jump right into your favorite games without having to download them to your PlayStation 5. So if you want to mask the amount of naughty videos you are watching, you can still do it with the help of PlayStation 5 and streaming. I think Charles Cecil needs to talk me, or sorry, Charles Bot, modelled on Charles Cecil's voice, but not actually Charles Cecil. Of course he's uh, not. No, of course not. Um, it's nothing to do with Charles Cecil. It isn't. Um, needs to talk me through uh, what he means by that. Well, you know, if, you, if for example, your AI wife monitored mm-hmm. the bandwidth that the household was ah, consuming. I see. Uh, you could say that you were just playing God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Or uh, anything else from the PlayStation library in the future, perhaps. Is that where they're going with this? Uh, allowing everything to run on a supercomputer in the cloud so they don't have to worry about making them accessible for you to download. Yes. I mean, that was um, an admission, wasn't it? We don't have to download them then. So we'll stop making them so big. Mm. Um, yes. Uh, but interestingly, it's still uh, directly to your PS5, which um, does feel like an abuse. <laughs> feels like overkill, technological overkill, that you've got this hulking great console mm. underneath and you're using it to stream too. I understand the sort of convenience angle of it, but um, Microsoft does let players uh, choose what they're streaming on. You can do it on your mobile phone. You can do it on your browser. You can do it on your console. Uh, it'd be nice to see that open up as well. I still can't fully see a world in which... Um, you would choose to stream your own titles <laughs> mm. rather than have them downloaded on your console. I mean, I know juggling uh, these games around uh, can be quite problematic, but still, I think the advantages of doing so um, completely outweigh. Uh, yeah, having to sort of play it on a, on a reliable connection, and you know, with yeah. But I would assume this is Sony testing the water for uh, an Xbox. Uh, a Game Pass-like service in the future. I mean, it makes sense to have a limited audience at the start, right, and to iron out the kinks uh, for a a subset of the people who are going to be using it. So make sure it works on this platform at the same time as being a nice PR boost for the PS5 by this, and you get access to all of this stuff as well. And then ultimately, a little bit down the road, they can roll that out to uh, Sony, uh, to to other devices, uh, much like they've put games on on uh, steam that said they've also announced a piece of hardware haven't they um recently yes did we talk about this i don't think we did because because i I don't get it and mostly i only get things after i've talked to you about them so oh well i'm 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 gonna be very little help here Uh, so (laughs) to be fair to them they've not given um a lot of detail about it they've shown what it's most likely will look like and it does look like somebody's cut a dual sense controller in half and shoved mm. um an eight inch or so screen in the middle shall i um, shall i tell you what i understand it about yes it? You can, I, was good, so I, I was gonna say for those of those listeners that haven't seen this news i understand it to be a handheld device on which you can play um play it's streaming only handheld device, so there will not be games made specifically for it. But instead, you'll be streaming your PlayStation Five games on it. Is that right? 
Yes, where will you be streaming them from, Steve? Well, that I'm not sure about. I guess from your console. Yeah, so right? your console has to be on. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe you have to be on the same network as it. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if you're going to be able to use this in a hotel, for example. Not that you'd be able to do one anyway on there, on hotel Wi-Fi. Um, but yes, yeah, so your console, this will be very much that if your PlayStation is under the family telly mm-hmm. and it's half past seven on a Monday and you're not listening to uh, One Life Left, you're instead sitting down to watch EastEnders, mm-hmm. uh, you will then also be able to play God of War Ragnarok on this device. Now, they've not said um, what price it's going to be, so that will be interesting to see. Um, But, yeah, it's, um, you know, given that you can now already stream uh, from your console to your PC and I believe your mobile phones, um, it does, it does, uh, yeah, it's it's solving a problem that I'm not certain many people have had yet. But if you can stream games on your PS5 from across Sony's library and then restream them onto this handheld, double stream, that means you'll have more than just your PS5 content on there, right? You'll have access to Sony's whole library potentially on this on this handheld device. Potentially, yeah. That word's doing a lot, doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> trying to look for an exclusive that's all despite the poor performance of their newly released game redfall microsoft has no plans to shut down the studio behind it arcane austin this news comes from xbox game studios boss matt booty who's promised to support the studio as they continue to deliver on their vision for the game the studio has already released a major patch for the game and it's receiving good play in xbox game pass It's unfortunate to see entitled games journalists wanting studios to suffer the consequences of a failed game instead of providing criticism and support in the spirit of getting another great game out of them. Um, Well, they never have plans to shut down a studio until they shut down the studio, do they? They don't. um, But, yeah, if you were to predict (laughs) what's likely to happen here... Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I, I couldn't quite get uh, to the bottom of where, of what prompted them to say that. Hmm. Um, no, no, we're definitely not. Uh, we didn't ask you. <laughs> why are you, why are you changing the locks? <laughs> um, yeah, but there's been a lot of chatter on uh, social media about the glee with which, uh, some, some, so this was, I think, a response to somebody being asked, well, well are you going to shut them down then? Mm. Um, it's a lot, a, lot, a lot of talk about the glee with which this seems to be uh, reported or, you know, often the case where uh, someone sends, uh, smells blood uh, and um, mm. is uh, sort of trying to, trying to preempt, preempt a story. I haven't uh, looked at the rest of the news stories yet, but do you have anything in there or does Ch- Charles Bot have anything in there about... Uh, yes, the statement that that games are going to take five years to make. Oh no, no! <laughs> I thought you were going to say probably uh, you, the next one. Go on. Did you what, see games? that this week? Uh, who's that from? I don't know. I'm now googling. Games are going to take five years to make. Uh, how, many, how many words? How many words per minute are you when you're typing there? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe that, that sounded fasty. I am. I am quite fast. Oh, when you're coding, are you, are you are you are you that fast? Well, I just have to check the UPTs. 
also speed of yeah, light, of course, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's not that's not found anything. But there was uh, there was so, there was some chat on the internet uh, this week that players should get used to the fact that games just take five years to make now. Which is not true, right? Like some sorts of games take five years to make. Uh, I think the I think the statement included AAA games as a sort of uh, rider. Um, and then the question was, you know, isn't that too long? Too long. Basically, by the time you finished a game, then uh, it's not just about technology having moved on, but the world has moved on as well. Um, and you know certainly genres will have become more sophisticated during that uh, period of play uh, and the way we play games will have changed but also themes that are present in your game um if your game is to, you know to well obviously it can't be take part in the zeitgeist five years on but even just a uh, commentary that you might offer like in the game uh on things that are going on in the world making it uh, absolutely dated by the time it comes out Five years is too long, is it? What a strange thing to say, though. I mean, because it's not as if there's one game coming out every five years, is there? There's, like, mm. loads of games all the time. Mm. Uh, and if we have to get used to it, um, why don't you just not tell us about them until, like, until the six, months, <laughs> yeah. six months until they come out, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, as with everything in these days, I consumed it via headlines, right? Not through the actual... Uh, actual story but maybe it pertains to games like those that are the big hitters gta's and the skyrims and uh you know the ones that people are just waiting for the next one and it's like why does it take you so long to make this well because it's a a project involving thousands and thousands of people um yes did you did you, i heard you typing did you find any more information i did not steve um uh, I, was I made it typing up. slowly and quiet and quietly um yeah, GTA is uh, ten years old this year. Wow! Yeah, and they still haven't made another. That's longer. That's more. Ten's more than five, isn't it? <laughs> Somebody needs to go tell Rockstar. For those looking forward to a Lego football game, it looks like it's finally happened. As the Game Rating and Administration Committee of Korea gave an all ages rating to the game, titled Lego Two K Gual. It will be the second game in the deal following the release of Lego Two K Drive, which was released earlier this year. Let's just hope scoring goals in this game is easier than assembling a Lego set. Ooh. It's commentary from someone who's never put together Lego. Mm. Um, did you, uh, well, I assume you saw this news. Uh, it's Lego, Lego 2K, Go- Gual. 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 Guess uh, from an AI bot who's never seen football play out as well. Mm. Are you excited about this? Dunno. Don't know. I've not played 2K Drive yet. Uh, mm. I like the look of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, and um, the football market is it's certainly ripe for different types of games, different types of experiences. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think if you could assemble players from good bits of other footballers, uh, it could, mm-hmm. could be fun. That'd be nice. I think uh, certainly players of a certain age, i.e. me and you, Hark back to the glory days of sensible world of soccer when you had a very simple football game that was finely balanced and also had a load of football-y fluff around it that you could participate in, you know, a lightweight management game and feel the glory of taking a small team up to the top of the world and do a bit of the 
nice football manager, manager stuff as well. There isn't anything like that around at the moment. There isn't anything, uh, any, there isn't a football game that I enjoy. Um, and I also miss, I've talked about this before, I'm sure, the miss the joy of that era of sports games, competitivity, uh, like play someone and play someone who's not played the game before or be someone who's sunk 100 hours into it and still have a competitive game with someone who's only played it for an hour. And that doesn't seem to exist at the moment either. Football Manager is much, much too com- much, much too complicated for me, even the mobile version, uh, which is simplified. It, it just... I always think I'm going to love it and then play it for, uh, you know, 20 minutes and I'm soon overwhelmed and I stop playing. And FIFA, similarly, like absolute joy to play Stockport for the first time, you know, in in years and years and years, but ultimately just found it too rich, too too deep and too too long for me to play before I'm scoring wonder goals and feeling like I'm a master of it. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 inter- interested in something that harks back to the, the sort of nineties, early two thousands. Good. Well, let's hope that it's um, true. What do you think of the name, Steve? Though obviously we've uh, flagged some problems it has with an AI pronunciation. Guel. Well, so it's uh, uh, Lego Two K Gold. G O O O A L. Feels hard to protect from people calling their game goal with four O's or <laughs> registering uh you know a slightly different domain um it's fun so maybe it, it, it you know promises something that i do want what do you think yeah i mean you can see it, it must be very difficult to name a sports a football game uh, in particular mm. um this really does feel like um when you see social media handles for games that have been sort of slightly too late or what yeah, have yeah. you, um, you know, this could be called Lego 2K football uh, <laughs> underscore game or something did similar you, to that. Did you um, see the news that Martin Tyler, the sports commentator, is leaving Sky? Um, so he, this is he's, this is going to be his, his final season, I think. Um, or maybe, wait, we're, as we've established, we're mid-season, so I don't know when that takes. Maybe he has left now. Uh, but, of course, in the press releases about it, it had lots of people saying nice things. And it said, who can forget his classic commentary? Aguero! I wonder what it must be like to be most famous for just shouting someone else's name. I'm so pleased that we stayed up that day and didn't get relegated <laughs> by that goal because that that mm. that cry um, just follows you around and you know we we're yeah. very very fortunate because uh, we we lost to Man City that day the day that they the first time they won the Premier League um, down to Aguero. Mm. Fortunately, we were both able to to uh, celebrate um, rather than yeah that's noise depressing me for that reason. The Embracer Group has announced a plan for restructuring that will see some game studios closed, projects cancelled, and is expected to lead to job losses. CEO Lars Wingerforce stated this program is intended to make the company leaner, stronger, and more focused. On the bright side, jokes about Embracer not embracing its employees anymore won't take long. <laughs> yeah, um, who could have seen this coming? Also, would it be possible to make a games company that is less lean or less uh, focused than Embracer, <laughs> as they've been catamarying around picking up game studios left, right and centre over the last couple of years. 
Yes, and this is the result of that, mm. <laughs> um, where uh, in the quest for growth and to please the shareholders, they've been demonstrating that they that they're going to be bigger and better, but just by buying up people and things, mm. um, and then suddenly when it comes to paying back some of the money that you borrowed to buy those companies um or you are at the whims of you know they they say that they lost a big deal mm-hmm. uh, but if your company is that precarious surely you're not you know there's something uh Quite. not not right about it anyway um and you just have to wonder like you know what which individuals what teams what companies and what uh games ips are going to be casualties to this just relentless greed yeah, and it is fundamentally greed-motivated, isn't it? Because if you start a studio and you sell to a company like that who is collecting things, you stand to gain a lot of money. Um, but, of course, all of your employees, uh, they are suddenly at risk because at some point that money runs out. At some point the money, you know, the promises, we're, you know, we're part of a bigger organisation now. It's going to be better for us. They'll look after us. Well, they won't look after you for when the share price starts falling or when they want to do some business machinations that I don't understand. And yeah, then all of the employees who've essentially put your company in the position that uh, allows you to sell it and benefit personally, um, well, they're the ones who are at risk now, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, best of luck to everybody involved. I think it's... Um... It's a situation that no one's surprised by, um, but it's still nonetheless uh, depressing to see it play out. It looks like we all had an inkling of the out-of-this-world talent possessed by acclaimed video game director Hideo Kojima, as he was reportedly heard at a recent premiere of a documentary about him, asking to be sent to outer space to create a space-based game. His past work, including the Boktai, The Sun is in Your Hand game, which included a light sensor activated by taking your GBA outside into the sun, and his stated desire in the past to create a game that would self-destruct. Should the player die in-game, all point to his creative genius. We always suspected Hideo Kojima was on drugs, but now we know. (laughs) Says our AI bot, not us. Not us! I mean, we're all on drugs, aren't aren't we, Simon, in some, some respect these days? Uh, yes, we are. It's about to like, my, my medical. Yeah, yeah, just without <laughs> your medication. Yeah, just just uh, constantly. So it would be. It's entirely possible. Hideo Kojima is not on drugs. We just don't know. But he wants to go to space to make a video game. Steve is what he wants to do, which would certainly imply some kind of um, some kind of ideas within him. Uh, I don't know what he's planning to make. Uh, I have little interest. I didn't know that Sun game was by him. Yes, yes. Huh. I remember, I, th- I think I reviewed that for Edge back in the day. What did you uh, give it? Although, well, I have no idea. Can't remember. And there's literally no way of knowing whether I reviewed it for Edge. Uh, because <laughs> uh, we'll go back and have a look at the the reviews and there were no names by them in those days. Uh, but um, I'm, I don't know. It's not a lot of Sun in the UK, so I can't imagine I got very far. Are you do, excited about Kojima going to space? Well, uh, do we think he will do it? No, um, absolutely is, not. No, but he no, wants to. He well, we all want to. Well, actually, do we want to? Do you want to? There's a good question. Um, Would I you? Don't, well, now, no. No, probably not. Hmm. I think no. I, I don't think I would. I don't think it would be very interesting. 
to gaze upon the wonder of the earth and realise how tiny and inconsequential we are. Well, that depends whether you get a window seat, doesn't it? <laughs> Otherwise, you're just stuck in there. Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, people say that's that's life-changing. But you know what? I, I, when I was a kid, Simon, mm. I used to love the idea of being in a maze. You know, like a classic maze. You'd yeah. see them in, in, in book, like a hedge maze. Yeah. I, I genuinely really wanted to be in a maze. Well, had, uh, had you never been in one? No, I'd never been in a maze. I'd seen them. Okay. So, like, seen pictures of mazes. I thought, how good would it be, instead of tracing your finger through a maze to try and get to the centre, to actually live that, to be in a maze? You know, I'd played 3D games... Eye of the Beholder, it's basically just a maze, isn't it? Doom is essentially a maze. Those maze games have got better and better, but they're still substantially, you know, worse than I imagined my eyes would be inside a maze. And then one day, I reckon I was in my 30s, got to go to Hampton Court and finally, for the first time, go in a maze. It was rubbish. Just hedges. If only you could talk to the hedges. <laughs> no, like, you know, you wander around in a, in a maze. Spoiler warning, if you've still got the anticipation of one day being in a maze. But um, you wander around, all the hedges look the same. You've no idea which way to go. It's very poor game design. Eventually, you find the centre of the maze. It's just more hedges, and then you have to get out again. And that's a bit annoying. So, yeah. Seven out of ten. Well, no, I, I just think maybe going to space is the same. Everyone's like, oh, it's incredible. You'll go to space, you'll look at the Earth, but it'll be a bit smaller. Um, and then you do that. And yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I, so so what about you, Simon? You, you don't think you would? Well, you know, I was I was definitely interested, but how you've just described it, it sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. what about mazes? Have you ever been in a maze? I have been in a maze, Steve. Um, yeah, I don't know. How did you get 30 without being in a maze? Um, <laughs> that's a sort of you could probably write um a book about your 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 broken childhood <laughs> and use that as an example um yeah they are frustrating aren't they um and um i've never i've never tried the thing that you're supposed to do if you just want to get out of a maze just follow the right wall well i was going to say left wall actually steve so oh, really that's, you know that's okay you say potato hmm. um so I've never done that, but no, I was, uh, you know, I, I do, I do remember being in a maze reasonably recently, but it had a bridge above it that you could just go and then sort of heckle people <laughs> trying to get out. So, Is so it, that was you, fun. Would you treat it uh, if you were in that position? Did you find yourself in that position? Did you heckle? No, I didn't. No, I'm, I'm too scared to do anything like that sort of thing. Because it's a bit um, souls-like, isn't it? Like telling people, it's over there. So That's just go was, right at the end of this yeah. way. Yeah, have you ever that. been in a in a glass maze? No, I've been in one maze. It was a one hedge. maze. It was rubbish. Wow, right. what glass mazes are are horrible. Really, I've been in a, a sort of a mirror. Uh, a mirror. It's a I'm slight improvement on a glass maze. Yeah, it, it wasn't really a maze. It was a Kasama exhibition at the Tate Modern, but it was designed to trick fool the eye into thinking you were in an infinite room and it sort of wiggled about and everyone was a bit like, ooh, um, you know, they were a bit like cautious. Oh, you don't know if this is the way forward or if this is a mirror. But I clocked that if you looked at the floor, you could see the join. You could see where the, the, the sort of the mirror met the floor and you could see, use that to navigate. So I strode confidently through this thing uh, with my friend 
uh, right out of the door and then walked straight into a fire hydrant. <laughs> she uh, she was kind enough not to mention that. Uh, that's the end of the news. That's the it? end of the news. Yeah, it's a strange uh, mix of news this week. For some reason, not a lot's happened. I guess you know after we've splurged everything up Jeff Keeley's wall, mm. um, you know there's a, there is going to be a a moment of quiet as as we've just demonstrated. Thanks, Simon, and thanks, Charles Bott. One life left. Video game news with me, Charles Bott 1.0. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Resonance is the greatest radio station in the world. Uh, You should listen to other shows on Resonance. Uh, But you might also be a podcast listener. I don't know. Uh, We are a podcast as well. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. Lots of links at hello.onelifeleft.com. You can find the show notes there as well. There you'll find links to the Discord and things where we hang out and chat about the show. Uh, Or where you can post a letter. I think it's time for the One Life Left letter section. Email, messages, and forward BCC One Life Letters. Thank you, Chris Conroy. Glad to see you're well and still listening. Uh, he wrote, Dear team, Charles, po- Charles Pot 1.0 and SSG. How long have you got for the letter section this week? This is a bit of a ramble and contains fuzzy memories that I haven't fact-checked. Bear with me, bear with. Way back before the podcast event horizon, the team that went on to form the Crate and Crowbar had a PC gaming podcast with an ensemble crew that rotated in and out. And there was this one member who became increasingly invested in one of the big MOBAs. Let's say it was League of Legends for the sake of the story, because that feels better placed on the podcast hype curve than Dota 2. Anyway, this bloke used to turn up every week and across a sprawling multi-hour episode where the team went into great detail and the latest games that eventually... (laughs) the latest games that eventually turned to him and asked him what he'd been playing. At which point, he'd spend 30 minutes going into huge detail on his adventures in League of Legends land. This was usually preceded by a half-hearted apology for not having played anything else at all, the Moberate My Homework, which only served to highlight his increasing isolation from the rest of the discourse. Was there even a discourse back then? Eventually, he was quietly dropped from the rotation. The podcast went back talking about the dozens of games released on PC every week, and somewhere just as the butterfly flaps its wings, three new MOBA podcasts were born. So anyway, I spent the last few weeks almost exclusively playing the NYT Crossword, and very recently playing F1 2022 on PS5, which I found to be excellent in communicating tactile detail through the controller once you rewire your brain to learn what it's trying to tell you. EA done a great job gamifying the process of repeating the same lap over and over again. You just want to switch off and get into a flow state. Now and then it's quite the thing. What games give you just the right haptic feedback? 
And can you tell when they're slowly rewiring your brain to recognize that? Ah, yes, quick rumble in that part of the controller means I've accidentally breached the unspoken social media protocol for the 1922 committee, and Graham Brady will be on me like indictments on a former prime minister. Your crape and cross care, sorry, crow's care correspondent, Chris Conroy. Well, fantastic letter, Chris. Um, and uh, like something I can very much relate to as someone who has sunk too much time into the New York Times crossword uh, over the last year, like absolutely brilliantly put together piece of game design and has dwarfed the amount of time that I've spent playing anything else, except perhaps Zelda, which I am very much in danger of falling into uh, the same trap as um, the chap mentioned in that letter. Uh, it is the game that I've played this week by far the most i touched on a couple of other things as well which i'll mention in the show later um so yeah I, I, to 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 speak to your actual question games which use haptics uh, in a brain altering sense hmm it's a tricky one to come off the bat with isn't it i i'm i'm still wondering who this bloke was that we've gone into detail um yeah. Uh, it's not named in the letter. Is All right, so maybe think about it this way. Which gaming sensations, like if you're asked to think of some physical feedback that a game has given you in in the past, I can immediately sense the clack of a point-blank gun, right? Like it's so present that it's it is almost that game to me. And there must be others like that, right? Like um, I... Definitely aware of um, mobile games when they have good haptic rumble in them, right? That that makes the tactic tactile. That's something I'm thinking a lot about at the moment with with a game I'm making uh, as well. What else? Lots of the VR games do haptic very well, um, and even when you're playing walkabout mini golf, it does feel like you're putting a ball, even though you're not. Mm. When I made my cricket game, um, the I really wanted to make a haptic bat for it. That when you, because that was definitely the thing that was missing from my prototype was the sense of when you when you make a shot, there's no there's no feeling of collision with the ball, and it's it's quite unsatisfying in that way. Uh, now, a clever haptic designer would imply that collision in some other sense, right? You would do a tap on the controller, which I added, right? Uh, but also an audio sound effect, which was different to the cricket ball in a way that also implied, hey, you've really hit it, something like that, maybe some screen shake. Uh, I was not clever enough, so I just fantasized about making an actual bat with some kind of hammer in it that would go thunk at the same time. I never did that, obviously. Were you ever properly fooled by 1-2 Switch? Oh, the balls inside yeah. the controller one. Yeah. yeah, that was clever. That's a good answer. That was really, really smart. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think I was. I remember when you played that. I think we were in Denmark. I think you'd taken your Switch to uh, when we did uh, Marioki at the Copenhagen Game Jam. So and I think you were showing it as uh, there. And yeah, that's super, super impressive. Super impressive. Hmm. Uh, let me check the Discord, see if there are any other letters. Uh, if you want to write to One Life Left, you can do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. 
we do have a channel on the uh, Discord called called the Mailbag, uh, where people can post letters. Uh, so uh, we have one here from the Sound Bomber who says, "Afternoon, guys." Sorry, I should really start the theme up again at this point. Afternoon, guys. Just listening to episode 509 and Simon's take on Tears of the Kingdom. Just wanted to say that I totally agree. I've mentioned before in another letter that I really didn't get Breath of the Wild. I don't dispute its quality. I get why people love it, but it just wasn't for me. But after getting caught up in the thrill and the hype like the many, I picked up a copy on launch. I'll be honest and say so far, I'm enjoying it more than the first. I put in about 30 to 40 hours so far and I'm still with it. But like any other Zelda I played in the past, I don't imagine for a minute that I'll be still there until the credits roll. I'm not trying to take anything away from two very polished titles, but sometimes I really want to be there with everyone else caught up in the excitement. But I think that also sometimes I have to accept that some games, regardless of how good or popular, aren't for me. Keep up the work, Matt. Uh, Well, I'll let Simon answer that. Thanks for that, Matt. Um, Yes, I think that's definitely part of it. That's why I've been burnt before on the souls type games hmm i have still got your dark souls i found it in my switch the other day when i was looking for mario tennis um yeah i i I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to feel part of something and that was really nice for the opening week of zelda Mm. was seeing everyone else play it and it's also totally fine to play something and not get it that happens with us all the time i mean me with the souls games as well it took me i don't know 40 hours or something of playing, um, oh my god, I've, my mind's just gone blank. Elden Ring. Thank you. I was not. I was nowhere near getting that. Uh, of playing Elden Ring before I understood why other people enjoyed it, and that wasn't me enjoying it really. I sort of started to unpick the loop and enjoyed riding around. But at no point did I think I'm a person who's ever going to finish this game. And I'm pretty much like that with Tears of the Kingdom as well. But I'm still enjoying. Effing around in it at the moment. Ben has also written into the mailbag, but I can't be certain that what he's written isn't obscene in any way. So I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to read that out, Ben. I'll read that out in case that's a joke I don't quite get. If you want to see the letter that Ben has written, you'll have to join the Discord. Uh, you can do that with the link that is in the show notes. Right. I think that's all of the letters, isn't it, Simon? It is, Steve. All right, let's play a jingle. Uh, And there'll probably be an advert after this as well. We'll be back after this. I tell you what, Simon, on Mm. the Discord, they've been chatting about the adverts they've been getting. Have they been enjoying them? Is it? They've been surprised. (laughs) Some of the adverts have felt quite judgmental. So... uh, so, you know, if you're unnerved by what you've just heard, uh, do let us know on the Discord. Uh, and we all, I can say, all I can say is that the algorithm knows you better than anyone else <laughs> and is only suggesting appropriate uh, products. And so maybe you should do something about it. Mm. Look at yourself, not at us. That's, uh, that's what we are. Advising. Um, what else do we have to talk about on the show? I should give people a Marioki update. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast this radio show there'll be tickets available for our next gig and our next gig is going to be on july the 11th at develop brighton or rather 
in Brighton while develop is going on. This is a resolutely unofficial engagement indeed it's taking place at the same time as the official party so you can choose listeners whether to spend 25 pounds on the official party where i believe you get two drinks or whether you can come to the marioki party uh, which is at a pub near the station uh, and it'll be a tenor and there'll be only good people there you will not be able to network because everyone will be yelling songs and you will not get any free drinks, but it will be a really good time that you will remember. Um, Simon, are you going to be around? Well, um, I believe that you scared scared off the official party uh, because that's being held on the 12th. Oh, really? Has it moved? They've moved it because I think they were listening. I think the games Mm. industry was listening to the show last week when you were speculating about... uh, doing it on Tuesday and so um so it's now on the Wednesday so you know so you can sing and then network if that's if that's your if if that's your vibe that's your priority yeah if if you have to do that uh I'm looking forward to it I'm also thinking of doing something on Tuesday during the day but I'm not ready to talk about that however Simon you're speaking at the conference aren't you I am yes twice do you know do you know when your time slots are yet I do quarter past 12 on the Thursday and uh half past four on the Thursday right so if I was to do something on the Tuesday it wouldn't be sabotaging you it wouldn't be sabotaging me at all in fact and in some ways it would be preferable uh, because I haven't written either in fact I only came up <laughs> with the, only, only came up with the idea for the final session this morning Okay. Uh, be- what is beca- it? Because they've told me that they need uh, that they need the session description tomorrow. Okay. Perfect. Can you tell us? Uh, yeah. Well, it's just going to be it's going to be a game show games around based around video games, isn't it? As usual. Okay. You came up with that this morning by going. I'll do what I do usually. Well, but it, but it needs some sort of framing, doesn't it? I mean, I wanted to do because um, the New York Times has ripped off um, Only Connect. Oh, yeah. I was going to pitch it as find out what the New York Times are going to rip off next. Right. Um, uh, but uh, so, I've, been, I've been advised so not to. So do you think that's what happened there? Well, it's, it's, it's hard. it can't be a coincidence, can it? So then, so Only Connect is not the only, um, only game out there that does that style of game. There is a very popular, I can't remember what it's called, Grid Puzzle or something that also was like, all right, this, this is our game. Uh, and there's a you know we've done fifty thousand of these over the cross over the last ten years or however long it's been. I don't know whether that like claims to have taken its inspiration from the round in only connect or not. Yeah, but if you're looking for patterns, and mm-hmm. the New York Times buys uh, Wordle, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing they do is the is, is a round from Countdown, and then the, similar. And the next game is from another UK based quiz show. Mm. I, I don't it's not inconceivable to suggest that they are casting their net across the uh the uk uh game shows and repurposing them what i found the the most i don't know like distressing part of this was seeing the announcements from the game designers on the new york times team of just like we're so proud of each other and we're so like there's you know we're so excited to get out there this out there please let us know what you think and it those things seem to be written absolutely genuinely to me like um and I have I've met 
some people who work for the New York Times who are lovely people as well. So I, I don't know, maybe I'm more inclined to believe these things because of what I know. But I don't know why you would make those Twitter posts if you expected to get back just thousands of people going, that's someone else's game. You, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, so, and, well, and it's it's tricky though, isn't it? Because Wordle is 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 mastermind anyway, right? But but with a slightly different mm-hmm. spin on it, as a more shareable mastermind. Yeah. So so you know their biggest success has has come from a game that has already existed. It isn't anybody's. Um, I would uh, uh, what? Sorry, mastermind was a long, long time ago. Um, but uh, yes, I'm wondering whether that was a copyrighted game. Do you think Mastermind? I mean, it's, it's different enough to Mastermind. Anyway, yeah, um, Mastermind. And it's also based, almost it? impossible to copyright a game mechanic yes. anyway. Like, yes. So, I, but is it impossible you know, I to think... invent something that's identical to someone else's? I mean, easily, like totally possible to do that, easily and it's possible to, to do that. Yeah, it's possible to do that deliberately, and it's. Sorry, it's possible to do that with absolutely no influence to arrive at the same point as someone else logically, and it's also possible to do that unintentionally to have been a, been someone who's seen this a long time ago and completely forgotten about it. But when they're messing around with uh, words and grids, starts putting them in in four by four grids. I I don't know. I'm I'm te- you know that I'm launching a game uh, later this year, a puzzle game, mm-hmm. and um. I'm, I'm terrified. Like it's the be- it's the best thing I've ever designed, but it is incredibly pure and simple. And it's every time someone sees it, they love it. But their second question is, does this exist? This must exist. And right. then they and have they answered that question? Yeah, by searching, and it doesn't. Well, there we go. But my, so, so, but, so, so but, did that step happen with 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 um, whatever well, the New York yeah, Times called this? But the fact that like they've called it Connect, Connect, that's it, so as yeah, well, is yeah. just seems. It seems a bit silly if that's where they've done, taken the inspiration from straight away. I, I I don't know, right? Like, I don't know how big that show is in the US either. I don't know whether the people who designed this thing in New York are, I, like, you know, I, if I had to bet, I would say that there is some influence from it somewhere, like, forgotten. I don't know. But I also don't know whether that's as present to them as it is to us. And when I say to us... Like, there's a lot of people in the UK who don't know what that show is either, right? Like, I, uh, back in the old days of video games magazines, we used to have a right old Barney with our rivals. We used to do it in a funny way. Um, and, uh, you know, it used to make us laugh. We think it used to make them laugh. And it made some of the readers laugh. We once did a spread, uh, taking the mickey out of Amiga Action's reader reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did a spread and we wrote some, some, some just really awful, uh, reviews about games and handed yeah. it over to the designer, handed the words and pictures over uh, and, so, and sort of off it went. And obviously you see it on the screen. It was only when it came back in our hands, I opened it up and I went, F, that's identical <laughs> to theirs. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like it was, it was identical. And I'm like, oh, that's too close. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. what happened here. Do you does does it ever do you ever have that moment where you think of a joke or something funny to say on Twitter and then you search and twelve people have said it already? That happens to me all the time. Like and I you know, then go, mm, <laughs> I am a boring dude and I am not gonna say that. Just go and shout it into pubs. 
It's time for the reviews. Simon, I've only been playing Zelda uh, this week. Um, again, I think I might be getting a bit bored of it. Uh, the I, I did reach a point where uh, I wasn't able, for various reasons, to play it for 24 hours, and I thought maybe that's broken the back of it for me. Like, because I didn't feel the need to go back. But as I've said before, it's just easy. And messing around in the depths, just lighting bits up, feels quite good. And when I don't have... I've been working pretty hard this week, and when I don't have much much energy to spend on anything else, I've been playing that. Uh, 7 out of 10. I also played Animal Crossing for the first time in three or four years, uh, because I thought, oh. Alice is of an age where I think she can enjoy this and also she's been having nightmares and I'm worrying that those <laughs> come from watching me fight skeletons in Zelda. So put on Animal Crossing and it is a, a good age for her. She is enjoying or she enjoyed the intro but then we reached the point where oh we're flying out to the island that I've spent hundreds of hours sculpting and is already so I've got a choice now Simon. Do I delete the island? And all of that work or do I let her exist on that island and not have the joy that she should be having or do I get her her own switch well do you, do you have an OLED switch I do not well there you go that's the answer you buy yourself an OLED and hand it down come on okay good uh, glad we passed that motion in the yep. company board of directors yep. thank you no problem uh, I have so uh, I've got the the ally the ROG Ally, or the ROG Republic of Gamers Ally handheld device is all set up and working very nicely. Um, it has uh, all the advantages of uh, being a Windows handheld um, gaming PC uh, and all the disadvantages that come with being a Windows handheld gaming PC um, in that it took uh, a day or so of tinkering, on and off tinkering, to get quite right. Um, it's absolutely not as straightforward to use as a steam deck in terms of starting up and shutting it down however the performance the display um everything else about it is significantly better and whilst it is annoying taking slightly longer to get out of a windows hibernate than it would be from a steam deck suspend um those sort of extra four or five seconds are are worth a lot more when you're getting you know between 40 and 50 fps on far cry 60 <laughs> you know when, when you're only running at 15 watts so you know uh, wasn't there some language that you learned around the steam deck that you were using on the show once to do with performance uh, well no it was it was it was it was targeting uh, 40 frames a second which is the sweet spot for handheld gaming anyway uh, there'll be more on that uh, shortly but i have been playing on it uh, a game called tiny thor uh, which I had my eye on for ages. Um, again, going back to my time on the Amiga magazines um, and my time as a, as a games player before then, uh, this is a modern take on 16-bit uh, platformers. Um, it, it looks, it's gorgeous, um, and it looks like you remember those games looking. It's, it's, it's significantly mm. better than them when you compare them side by side, but it absolutely gives you the feels of um, a game of that era. era. Uh, you play um, a Tiny Thor um, and you go around a sort of retro platforming, puzzle platforming, chucking your your massive hammer around that you can use for combat and you can use to solve puzzles. Um, it's a side-on um, platformer, uh, and so you you know it almost writes itself, but it does it very very well. It's a joy to play, listen to, 
uh, and solve. Um, I'm enjoying it a, a lot. Seven out of ten. Good. Well done, Simon. Thanks. For playing a new game this week. I'm going to endeavour to play several uh, next week, one way or another. Um, yeah, and maybe uh, maybe, maybe round out my time with Zelda. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I've enjoyed today. Thank you for the show. Cheers. Nice to see you. I can't do next Sunday. You can't? No. Got to do enough time, haven't we? Ooh. Going off to see the boys, Steve. I've not seen the boys since May last year. That's exciting. Mm. Who are the boys? QPR. Oh, it's Muse. It is Muse. Yes, go and see Muse next next Sunday. Oh, that is exciting. Well, exciting. well done for that. I hope. I hope that goes well. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing next weekend, but hopefully, come and see Muse. Be... Should I? You know what happened last time. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. All right. Um, I should also mention we've got another London gig uh, for Mariaki coming up on the, I don't know, let's say the 19th. It's the third Saturday of July as well. So for those of you who hear this, see you there. Um, but until next week, we've been One Life Left. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.